So uh, today we're going to hopefully finish Law of One, Session 65, received August 8, 1981. Uh, here we have again 23 exchanges, and we we finished last time on 65.9 um, in the middle of a long discussion about prophecy, earth changes, which are geophysical or electromagnetic, all of that. And uh, Edgar Casey's specific prophecies, harvest, dimensional shift, and how the cycle would end. Um, and so, Ra explained also some critical principle that uh, prophecy only expresses possibilities, and um, it's very difficult to. Um, express time measurement values, meaning um, the prophecy given in specific terms, this is Ra's quote, is more interesting for the content or type of possibility predicted than for the space-time nexus of its supposed occurrence. And so, <clears throat> like the question earlier today about economic future of America and Social Security or retirement funds, uh, I don't think we know what will happen. Everybody, 99.999 that are outsiders, of course, don't know. And it's malleable and flexible. But we may um, get some sense of possible futures by a detailed reading of what, you know, those who've given their time to deep analysis have to say. Same thing with prophecy of the future or how Earth changes and um, uh, end times uh, physical events will play out. Uh, lots of predictions are made. Some are, you know, horrible, <clears throat> and some are not. Um, but I think we have to be really careful with prophecy because um, there are a lot of liars and a lot of fools uh, speaking... Everyone, ha every liar and fool has a great platform on internet today. Not that everyone speaking on internet is a liar or a fool, but do you know the difference between liars, fools, and 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 those that have wisdom? We must know that. <laughs> if we don't know that, we're going to be, you know, caught by uh, the words of liars and fools, meaning people who are deliberately deceptive, paid to be so, and those who are simply misinformed or um, mistaken, maybe they have good intentions, versus those that have done very serious analysis and reflection and are well-prepared and disciplined and rigorous in their thinking and considering, um, and know that they don't know, So, and are careful. <clears throat> we need to know the difference. <laughs> but. Lots of prophecies happening, and lots of prophecies coming, and lots of information these days. And discernment is key. So 65.11, no, actually starting on 65.10. Uh, Don asks, so we have the distinct possibility of two different types of catalysts creating an atmosphere of seeking that's greater than that which we experience at present. There will be much confusion, especially in the scenario of Earth changes, simply because there have been many predictions of these changes by many groups, 
giving various and sundry reasons for the changes. Can you comment on the effectiveness of this type of catalyst and the rather wide pre-knowledge of the coming changes, but also the rather wide variation in, shall I say, explanation for these changes? Very deep question. So we've got different types of catalyst, <laughs> meaning um, we've got a catalyst. I'm not sure exactly what he means, but <clears throat> um, there's the catalyst of um, dimensional shift in process and harvest uh, in process, uh, which is metaphysical. And we've got the catalyst of earth changes. We also have the catalyst of prophecy, meaning more um, information uh, provided, available, um, giving or claiming to be visions of the future. So we've got more prophecy. <laughs> we've got continuing earth changes. I just watched a video last night, SOTT, Signs of the Times. They have a video channel or YouTube channel very well done actually day by day through June <laughs> earth changes fireballs every few days flooding uh, earthquakes sinkholes volcanic eruptions animal deaths uh, strange clouds and lights in the sky you know it's just going on and on and on weather terrible weather this is just going to continue so we've got earth changes uh, catalyst, we've got <clears throat> um, the informational catalyst of prophecy uh, with wide explanation, meaning Christian and Islamic eschatology, end times prophecy, and new age of many stripes, and the scientists have something to say, and the governments chime in, and you have countless YouTube channels and people writing about it all. What about all that? <laughs> so, Ra's answer 6510. Ra says, given the amount of strength of the possibility-probability vortex, which posits the expression by the planet itself of the difficult birthing of the planetary self into fourth density, it would be greatly surprising were not many which have some access to space-time able to perceive this vortex. The amount of this cold cereal in the grocery, to use, our, to use our previous analogy, is disproportionately large. Each which prophecies does so from a unique level, position, or vibratory configuration. Thus, biases and distortions will accompany much prophecy. So, Ross basically saying, given the strength of the particular possibility vortex of major earth dis disruptive earth changes uh, from their vantage point, and Casey saw that, given how likely disruptive geophysical, electromagnetic, uh, all biospheric, ecosystemic uh, types of earth changes really are, how, how likely that's going to be for the uh, final phase of the 3D cycle, it would be surprising if you didn't have many who have something to say about it, because it's already happening, and it's been predicted for a long time by many who could read the, uh, you know, the probability vortices. So, that's because this amount, the amount of that particular cold cereal in the grocery, meaning that particular outcome or um, physical um, 
end times manifestation globally, Earth changes. Uh, the likelihood of that is extremely large, so that's what we see. And it's also true that everyone who brings prophecy has their own unique level, position, or vibratory configuration. So for the people who don't like the word level, uh, take it up with Ra. Uh, you can say there's no higher or lower, but there's a difference between indigo and orange. There's a difference between being six years old and two years old. There's a difference between six foot tall and two foot tall. There really are levels in relative view. Yeah, all is one. That's called absolute view. And nothing can be said more than that. Non-differentiated, um, trans-conceptual unity. All is one and one is all. Yeah, okay. And there's differentiation, of course. And so, yes, indeed, some people speak prophecy from um, perception uh, above third density. Casey was speaking from the Akashic, which seems to be 3D time space. Ra speaking from sixth density. Um, there are many prophets. Uh, a prophet to look at is a Bulgarian woman who died a while ago called Vanga, V-A-N-G-A. There are many prophets... Um, aside from Casey and Nostradamus, uh, who are not so well-known but have a lot to say, Mother Shipton. But they all have their own um, level of development, which is in many ways um, you know, a reflection of their overall seven chakra development, but particularly sixth ray activation allowing access to time-space, you know, um, mind-free in time to look to the future. John of Patmos had a lot to say. John, a book of Revelation. And um, um, it, it behooves us to, um, to value discernment highly. <clears throat> because if you don't value discernment highly, you won't know who um, has a message um, from, a, from a higher level of, of spiritual development. You know? And that's what Gautama said what, you know, it's only by um, consistently asking the wise and the worthy, <clears throat> right? Fifth chakra, fourth chakra, the wise and the worthy, um, what is and what isn't, what's best and what's not, what's the way to my long-term benefit and what isn't. Um, please help me see the path so I may benefit myself and all beings. Only by consistently asking <clears throat> and seeking can one have that development of discernment by which one then can get a sense of the level and position or vibratory configuration of any speaker of teaching or prophecy. And so obviously biases and distortions accompany much prophecy. Obviously, it accompanies all teaching. It accompanies all opinion. This is the, uh, you know, and this is the age of uh, universal deceit, as Orwell said. So there are paid liars too. In the New Age community, in the political, in the media, of course. So, we must, uh, you know, like Yeshua said, harmless as dove and clever as snake. It's possible. A snake doesn't mean as evil as a snake, if it is, because it isn't really. They're just doing their thing. But highly discerning and um, harmless. Harmless and um, uh, clearly discerning. 6511. Don says, well, this entire scenario over the next, shall I say, 20 years, so 
he was thinking only to 2001, right? This entire scenario over the next, shall I say, 20 years seems to be aimed at producing an increase in seeking and an increase in the awareness of the natural creation, but also a terrific amount of confusion. Was it the pre-incarnative objective of many of the wanderers to attempt to reduce this confusion? Now, it's a good question. It's time 20, he's only looking 20 years out, 1981-2001, but the, the point for consideration is his assumption that the scenario of earth changes and prophecy um, is aimed at producing an increase in seeking, meaning the purpose for its manifestation of prophecy and the the uh, causal basis of earth changes occurring is aimed at producing increase in seeking, which which leads to an increase in the awareness of the natural creation. Yeah, that's actually, in my view, not true. God is not punishing. Um, karma works. Karmic law, um, in my understanding, is um, uh, it resembles reward and punishment, but it's not associated with um, um, the, the the dualistic perspective that um, God or some higher being <clears throat> um, favors um, good and hates evil. Uh, in many ways, what we could what we consider reward karmically, um, is the result of the efficient use of catalyst on either path. Now that's much too sophisticated for most people um, in the New Age community, (laughs) let alone the general population, let alone the the, the religious folks globally. Efficient use of catalyst means uh, God helps those who help themselves. Help themselves meaning not in the selfish way, but in the way of seeking to benefit, to, to, to do the right thing, to live a righteous life. That obviously includes helping others. To live a righteous life is the helping of oneself that God helps, meaning karma, karmic benefit, karmic opportunity. And what we could call reward comes from uh, using our experience or our catalyst well to continue growing in a line in accord with our path. Earth changes are simply, you know, from Ross's perspective, we don't have to get into this fully, but the result of what? Unusable heat. It's not only that, but it includes this. Unusable heat, entropic heat, vented from the rock body of the Earth that was accumulated over millennia in um, basically um, as the by, as the product directly of human bellicosity and aggression and hostility over millennia, yeah, humans have been fighting for fifteen thousand years plus plus consistently century after century. You know, how many people have peace in their heart? How many families are well? How many uh, groups are well? How many uh, intergroup relations are well? How many nations are well? Come on. It hasn't been so. 15,000 years plus, humanity um, self-harming, 
creates entropic heat stored in the body of the earth the earth now vents it necessary for um re readjusting the electromagnetic grid plus yeah sure there is uh, solar anomaly solar changes cosmic rays and all of that but the earth changes were ultimately a result of human um self-harming aggression bellicosity um over millennia but not to cause seeking it's the result of inadequate seeking <laughs> not using their life experience well to to consider what's really best and how to make my life and our life and our world a wonderful place that could get better and better can be make earth great again trump is not ready for that but i'll add make earth great again make earth great again earth first <laughs> not orion first but so uh, it seems short-sighted to me to say that the purpose of earth changes is to produce an increase in seeking but yes of course earth changes as a result of lack of seeking and aggression of humanity is a fine catalyst that may lead many people to seek more and um, move out of aggression and so likewise with the confusion uh confusion um you know is also going to be produced <laughs> as uh, a response to the catalyst of earth changes anyway don's real question was knowing this increase in earth changes and confusion disruption and um trouble at all levels did wanderers before incarnation have the objective to come reduce such confusion and ross said and this is a very critical answer here 6511 it was the aim of wanderers to serve the entities of this planet in whatever way was requested and it was also the aim of wanderers that their vibratory patterns might lighten the planetary vibration as a whole thus ameliorating the effects of planetary disharmony and palliating any results of this disharmony specific intentions such as aiding in a situation not yet manifest are not the aim of wanderers light and love go where they are sought and needed and the direction is not planned a four times so we've got basically uh teaching on two of the primary aims or intentions of wanderers before incarnation the first is to service to humanity serve the entities of the planet service to humanity as humanity requests um this is you know rod in another place indicated four main purposes for wanderers incarnation which everyone who is interested and considers him herself a wanderer should know one service to the planet two service to humanity three um service to one's group home dimensional group meaning assisting with um subtlety uh subtle subtle rebalancing or subtle balancing and development in the higher dimensional group three service to one's own uh, continued evolution so helping the planet helping humanity helping one's group and helping oneself uh, along one's path <laughs> which includes helping everyone else now this this uh, ordering here is um different than the other which was first to serve the planet but here 
helping humanity, the entities, whatever way requested. Service is, a, is effective only to the degree it is requested, said Ra. And so to the degree one um, is requested for service, one may uh, help. To the degree that one is not being asked for help, one should be careful and not bother someone, I think, and not infringe on free will, obviously. And the higher one gets in sensitivity, love, wisdom, development, the more one is aware, I believe, in my own understanding, in my experience, one is aware of the um, primacy of non-infringement, the primacy, how important it is to not make trouble and not give people uh, what they don't want and more than what they want, or more than the amount they want, and to be really sensitive to how are you doing as I'm talking to you. Do you like it? Do, you know, do I, in my perception, do I think that this person is continuing to request or are they at the end of their limit? And so it's normal that we talk because we like to talk and it's normal that we have things to say that we want to say or get out. But um, that's not necessarily serves to other, but of course it can be blended. Sure, yeah, every relationship is like that. We're there to be of help Perhaps if we're if we're honest, we're going to be there helping too, as we may want help from the other. But we're also there, you know, because uh, we get something. So there's give and take. But this uh, service to the planet, service to the entities and to people, um, is is uh, tied to the second aim that their vibratory patterns, and particularly this is really spirit complex radiance. Ron said. The wanderers become completely the creature of third density in mind and body. What about spirit complex? Head chakra six and seven energy fields associated with uh, head chakra six and seven chakra energy fields. That, I believe, is what Ra means by vibratory patterns that can lighten the planetary vibration. So the radiance of love light um, that wanderers may offer by uh, clearing blockages in the lower triad and developing four, five, green, blue, love, wisdom and uh, linking that to six and um, offering love, light. May all beings be well and happy. Um, radiatory love, light service. Uh, this is lightening um, in the sense of from heavy to light and in the sense from dark to light the planetary vibration as a whole, not only collective human consciousness, but also Earth's process of uh, shifting its grid or activating its fourth density body. There is There are patterns, grid-type patterns of electromagnetic bodies and fields that need to be shifted, yeah, but the overall matter, I think, is activation of the fourth density field. And so that kind of love-light radiant um, esoteric non-physical service also very much very very strongly ameliorates effects of planetary disharmony palliating any results meaning it, it ameliorating effects of the disharmony the planetary disharmony um, is the venting of such entropic heat <laughs> the, the planetary harmony is uh, human dysfunction <laughs> so the uh, you, you know genetics uh, the the eugenics transhumanists who uh, want to rid the earth of its uh, you know its uh, disease uh, plague of humanity um, have some understanding 
some there's a little bit of truth in their basis that humanity has harmed the planet and the harm of earth changes is is a result of humanity <laughs> but they themselves you know the transhumanist global elite eugenicists new world order illuminati folks they're the main driver of of the harm to earth <laughs> so they should be taken out first i'd say but uh the effects of planetary disharmony which is um basically the um bellicosity of human consciousness and the uh, heat that's trapped in the earth needing to be vented and palliating or or um moderating softening alleviating reducing disastrous destructive results of such harmony means reducing the intensity of earth changes but the earth changes are very dynamic now and they are growing and um they will continue how far i don't know but it's good to be prepared as much as we can but the point again is um the raw makes specific intentions even more specific than those two levels of intention most more specific intentions or highly specific intentions as an example of which is raw saying that this is aiding in a situation not yet manifest meaning i'm going to uh join this club or uh, get together with this person are not the aim of wonders overall <laughs> so i would just add a proviso here that it's very it it's standard as far as i know that individual wonders who are kind of well developed meaning they've been here a long time um have pre-incarnative arrangements with particular other souls and including wonders from the home group to meet during incarnation and do certain work. So um I'm sure Don Jim Carla uh had the specific intention before birth to aid uh in in the not yet manifest situation of creating LNL research. I I would be surprised if they didn't. So the the Ross answer as usual has to be qualified a bit. But in general, the principle is yes, love light go where they're needed and sought. Um and and so that's the idea Ross said that for the positively oriented entity things come through them not to them um love light value benefit um energy uh, phenomena come through one in who's in service to other not to them and stops there for accumulation and so likewise um wanders uh who are beings uh of a relatively greater capacity to channel love light than 3D souls who haven't done much self development i mean some people have but most haven't that's why they're repeating so wanders as sevenfold in the body of sevenfold mind body spirit complex energy fields the vehicle of body 3D space time uh as the visible manifestation of a seven dimensional um matrix or seven dimensional array uh of energy fields um is here primarily uh to receive uh, or to to radiate their field the the field of love light that they themselves are able to channel like a crystal and that may include acting in situations with people or being very social 
and it may include being um, reclusive. Um, but the key is um, the desire uh, to be of benefit to others and the desire to live in love light. <laughs> That's all that's needed is a sincere commitment to love and light, which means harmlessness and, and, and open heart acceptance and clarity discernment. 65.12 I really have to get through this. Then each of the wanderers here, Don asks, acts as a function of the biases he has developed in any way he sees fit to communicate or simply be in his polarity to aid the total consciousness of the planet. Is there any, shall I say, more physical way that he aids in what I mean is it uh, do the vibrations of the wanderer somehow add just like just as electrical polarity or charging a battery or something does that act does that also aid the planet just as the physical presence of wanderers and that is radiatory service that is uh, so there's you know communication by word and there's also aiding the total consciousness of the planet which is human collective consciousness i think but you also say the planetary's uh, etheric body earth's six density body is assisted by wanderers who are balanced enough to radiate love and light um, by the spirit complex which associates with six density or six six chakra energy field the etheric body um, and so this is Don's trying to wonder about that Ross said this is correct and the mechanism is precisely as you state we intended this meaning in the second portion of our previous answer and Don's, ex Don's wording is vibrations add just as electrical polarity charging a battery the physical presence of wanderers. You can understand it with different words. Ra goes on, 65.12. You may at this time note that as with any entities, each wanderer has its unique abilities, biases, and specialties, so that from each portion of each density represented among the wanderers comes an array of pre-incarnative talents, which then may be expressed upon this plane, which you now experience, so that each wanderer in offering itself before incarnation, has some special service to offer in addition to the doubling effect of planetary love and light and the basic function of serving as beacon or shepherd. Thus, there are those of fifth density, 5D positive, whose abilities to express wisdom are great. There are fourth and sixth density wanderers whose ability to serve as, shall we say, passive radiators or broadcasters of love and love light are immense. There are many others whose talents brought into this density are quite varied. Thus, wanderers have three basic functions once the forgetting is penetrated. The first two being basic, the tertiary one being unique to that particular mind-body-spirit complex. We may note at this time, we may note at this point, while you ponder the possibility-probability vortices, that although you have many, many items which cause distress, and thus offer seeking and service opportunities, there is always one container in that store of peace, love, light, and joy. This vortex may be very small, but to turn one's back upon it is to forget the infinite possibilities of the present moment. Could your planet polarize towards harmony in one fine, strong moment of inspiration? Yes, my friends. It is not probable, but it is ever possible. Raw. Uh, you know, never forgets the light. So we've got then 
of three functions of wanderers once they penetrate forgetting, which is like now you know you're a wanderer, or now you are quite sure that you're from elsewhere. Now what? Well, um, one must consider life purpose, which is uh, the basic reason I'm here. And there are three, at least from the um, from this perspective, which is of higher self, Ra's level. Two are basic. Um, two are basic, and one is unique. The the basic ones are um, planet service to the planet and service to humanity in general. And so, the the first is you know depends on you. The, the first two that are basic are service to the logos or service to planet and service to humanity. The third that is. Um, that is a fielder's choice or um, up to you is um, using your own particular strengths, talents, abilities, interests, um, that which you like to do that may be helpful to you may well be or likely is beneficial and helpful to others too. So every wanderer like every being um, ha- wanderers come in with abilities, biases and specialties it depends um, firstly on what dimension they're from, four, five, or six. Depends obviously on their level of development um, in that density or what they may be um, involved in for their own learning in this lifetime. It's the countless considerations. Ultimately, the question people ask me, like, what, what should I do? I, my, my answer is always, what do you want? and what's deeply fulfilling. And so when you know what's deeply fulfilling, um, most likely that's what you should do. <laughs> you should do what's deeply fulfilling. Now there may be cases where there are um, sacrifices and um, compromises in terms of um, relationships or life situations that we don't want to do, <laughs> that we don't feel any deep fulfillment, but it seems that we can't escape. In that case, this is uh, associated with the third function of wanderers or purpose that's unique to that particular person, which is basically some kind of a karmic balancing or uh, some kind of a sacrifice that's demanded, um, you know, uh, inescapable life limitation. That's also, um, you know, not unusual for wanderers who've been here for a couple of or a few lifetimes and have some karmic overhang course. So it's not just um, happy party time here, but the first purpose is basically to help the planet by love light radiance. And this is what Ra's saying is passive radiator or broadcaster of love and love light. Fourth chakra, green ray, green ray light is love and green ray light is love light. Meaning um, when Ra says light, they're often talking about fifth density. Um, also, you can talk about intelligent energy as light. But the broadcasters of love and love light and love light means um, radiating from green ray and blue ray. And similar to Brahma Viharas, uh, may all beings be well and happy. One may uh, bro- broadcast love, love light, or love light uh, four and five. Uh, and and more (laughs) Um, in meditation and outside meditation too but the more meditation one does the more that that ability is developed 
then um, there is uh, the basic um, service uh, to humanity, which is akin to Ra saying um, the function of serving as beacon or shepherd. You know, light worker, way shower. But you see, there are lots of wanderers who are screwed up. <laughs> so, you know, they're caught by by psychological stuff, or they're, you know, uh, dallying in some kind of weak self-importance. Oh, I'm uh, commander of the ship, and I'm a walk-in. So there's some kind of um, immature self, uh, self-cherishing um, kind of weak-minded narcissism in certain wanderers. And, and, you know, everybody has their own problems. But uh, walking around saying I'm a wanderer is generally not much service to anybody. And um, wanderers are really not here to be a, um, making a big story out of the idea that they feel that they're a wanderer or the reality that they are. That's not really critical service to humanity, and that's not being a beacon or a shepherd. It's bringing... Um, qualities of green and blue, kindness, uh, caring, uh, helpfulness, sensitivity, and wisdom, discernment, clarity, helpful advice, guidance, you know, being, being a, a good friend. <laughs> These are the basic functions of Beacon Shepherd that are particularly important, um, you know, as Earth changes continue, uh, but really as the cycle is ending here. So everybody has their own talents, uh, and wanders first are here in general to radiate to the planet, secondly, to be available to be a, a positive influence to every person we meet, and thirdly, in the development of their own particular pre-incarnative skills and biases and abilities, preferences. And that may unfortunately include um, working through karmic carry-through, carry-over from past lives, which which would mean uh, situations that are not pleasant, but we really have to continue in them um, for some kind of uh, internal learning. And then finally, Ross said, yeah, sure, <laughs> uh, there's 99% looking to earth changes, but there's still uh, one container of cereal that says... Uh, planetary uh, mass polarization to harmony. That can happen, I guess, but it's not very likely. It's not probable. It's possible. And so that also, that type of discernment is also important. What's the difference between probable and possible? It's important to know that. So let's try to move through this. 6513, how common in the universe is a mixed harvest for a planet of both positively and negatively oriented mind-body-spirit complexes? This is a, an answer I've used a lot. Ross 6513 says, Among planetary harvests, this is in 3D, which yield a harvest of mind-body-spirit complexes, approximately 10% are negative, 60%, approximately 60% are positive, and approximately 30% are mixed, with nearly all harvests being positive. In the event of mixed harvest, it's almost unknown for the majority of the harvest to be negative. When a planet moves strongly towards the negative, there's almost no opportunity for harvestable positive polarization. So, of 3D planets in the Milky Way galaxy, it seems, uh, in the harvest process, uh, the numbers for planets at the 3D level going to fourth density generally would be 60% of those th of the 3D planets are all positive, meaning there's no negative har harvesting 
meaning there's really nobody on that planet of high negativity. 30% are mixed harvest like Earth, and like Earth, nearly all of the souls harvesting or graduating to the next dimension will be positive. The number of Illuminists and their helpers and the bosses, even in the, the black cobbles behind the uh, curtains, very few of them are harvestable. And then also you have 10% of 3D planets going negative. And in that case, there's almost no opportunity for harvestable positive polarization. So uh, in some of the modern New Age mythology uh, of secret space war, some people talk about the, um, the renegade Dracos or the renegade Orions or the, good, the white Orions and the good Zetas and the bad Zetas and all of this. If we're talking about negatively oriented planets or 40 negative groups, it's simply just not likely that there'll be many um, positive entities <laughs> that, that, that are developing in their 3D planet. And so there's a lot of mythology there. Um, and people should be careful. Um, but in the case, obviously, of a 3D negative planet, like in the, in the condition of a you know, totalitarian society, it's very difficult for harvestable, uh, for, for positively oriented entities to go harvestable because there's so much control. There's not even enough freedom to uh, develop love light. But, 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 um, there are people who can make very good use of um, internment camp prison uh, experience to increase positive polarization. So, but generally, when Ross says there's almost no opportunity, it doesn't mean no, it means not much. But in the case of any very, very strong negative social organization, like the 10% 3D planets that go harvest negative only 3 to 4th density, four, 3 to 4D negative, um, in any kind of very totalitarian, tyrannical social organization, there still is opportunity for positive polarization. It's just much more difficult. So, and in the case like Earth, um, mixed harvest, which explains what's going on here, um, it, it's almost always the case that the vast majority going positive. So that's just interesting, and there's a lot to say about it that I won't say here. And, and Don S. picks up on that little point. Why is there almost no opportunity in that case of uh, a, four, a 3D planet going to 4D negative, right? 3D negative social, social, planet, social organization, uh, a planet of 3D negativity or planet totalitarian. Ross said, in that case, the ability to polarize positively requires a certain degree of self-determination. That self-determination doesn't exist much in a totalitarian social organization, that's what the New World Order wants, right? Everybody's chipped, and everybody's drugged, and everybody's enslaved by mind from birth and before. Um, elimination of all self-determination. That's their goal. Um, so <laughs> they practice it on themselves first, and that's why uh, if you want to join the left-hand force, you are a slave. Absolutely. They are slaves to their masters. And that's why many of them exhibit psychological uh, aberration. 65.15. Then, as these final days of the cycle transpire, if the harvest were to occur today, or now, today, it would have a certain number harvested positively and negatively, and some, a certain number of repeaters. 
I'm going to assume that because of the catalyst which will be experienced between now and the actual harvesting time, these numbers of harvestable entities will increase. This is a reasonable assumption. Don goes on, generally speaking, not particularly with respect to this planet, but with respect to general experience, shall we say, in harvesting, how big an increase in harvestable entities can you logically assume will occur because of the catalyst that occurs in the final period such as this one, or am I making a mistake in assuming that other planets have added catalyst at the end of a harvesting period when they have a mixed harvest? <laughs> Long question. So this is mixed harvest planet, Earth is in the 30% of 3D planets. Um, added catalyst, he means Earth changes, which is reasonable. Um, how much will that strengthen harvestability or those that can graduate to um, the kingdom of heaven on earth? Ross says, 65.15, in the event of mixed harvest, there's nearly always disharmony, and therefore added catalyst in the form of your so-called earth changes. In this assumption, you are correct. It is the confederation's desire to serve those who may indeed seek more intensely because of this added catalyst. We do not choose to attempt to project the success of added numbers to the harvest, for this would be not this would not be appropriate. We are servants, if we are called, we shall serve with all of our strength. To count the numbers is without virtue. Um, the original translation, the first version, was something like um, to the counting is without virtue, or <laughs> something like that. But it's not virtuous, or it's not necessary, it's not helpful to, to count or project how many more will be harvestable, because they don't know. And there probably aren't too many. <laughs> but in the case of mixed harvest, yes, planets often go through Earth changes, and the Confederation as a whole is here, their desire, their hope, is to serve those who, yes, indeed, are seeking more intensely because of Earth changes, and all the difficulties at the end times. Um, but they don't choose to attempt to project the success of added numbers. It's not appropriate. It's unseemly. Actually, they don't know. Uh, higher levels know, but they ain't talking. And um, I, I mean, you know, I think that it's it, partly they don't answer this because it's um, not fully known or knowable. And it's somewhat of an infringement to speak on it. And I think the number is low. And um, Ross' perspective, you know, very purely, they really are that pure. They, they're, they're servants. If you're called, if they're called, they'll serve with all their strength, and that's the end of that. They really are that, that purified. 65.16, Don says, Now the added catalyst at the end of the cycle is a function specifically of the orientation of consciousness that inhabits a planet, the consciousness has provided the catalyst for itself in orienting its thinking in the way it has oriented it, thus acting upon itself the same as catalyst of bodily pain and disease act upon the single mind-body-spirit complex. I made this analogy once before, but reiterated at this time to clarify my own thinking in seeing the planetary entity, the Earth, as somewhat of a single entity made up of billions of mind-body-spirit complexes. Is my viewpoint correct? Ross said, you are quite correct. So this is one quite correct way of looking at the situation. <clears throat> now, at the end of the third density cycle, the added catalyst specifically about Earth changes, 
um, is a result of um, the lack of orientation of human consciousness, the lack of seeking or the, the, um, the long-term bellicosity, aggression, in mind individually and interpersonally and within, between groups pretty, pretty much for the last 75,000 years, but mainly the last 15,000, 20,000, I'd say. So, consciousness of humanity that way creates the entropic heat that goes into the body of the earth. Now it has to vent. You can say that <clears throat> consciousness that inhabits the planet, what do you mean, earth, humanity? So it's not even clear. We may not understand, or I may not understand what Don meant when Ra does, and Ra doesn't explain it because they know what he says and he knows what he says or meant, but we don't. <laughs> this, this, I think he means hum, col, human collective consciousness. Uh, can be seen in a big view to have now provided catalyst for itself by earth changes by the way karmic law or metaphysical law works uh, bellicosity creates entropic heat um, living on a planet such as this it absorbs it uh, planets have cycles at the end of the cycle it needs to release that to reorient the energy grid or to develop the fourth density field then that creates the catalyst of earth changes which then um, is a is a catalyst for the consciousness that created the basis the cause the cause of the earth changes that gives itself the opportunity um, to reorient or strengthen its positive uh, polarization similar to bodily pain and disease so uh, if the person prolongs um, self-neglect or anger or distortions in mind, uh, bodily illness and pain may come. That bodily illness and pain then acts as catalyst. It gives another chance for that person to orient their consciousness towards what is helpful. What is helpful? What's good for them? Which is not only to heal the bodily pain, but actually to discover its causes many causes and um, address the causes <laughs> by love and uh, understanding self-love self-acceptance understanding responsibility forgiveness and um, the illness the, the distortions in mind Ross said body a catalyst not not used by mind and spirit is then offered to body uh, humans you know people that don't work through certain distortions in mind um, don't don't heal it by mind and heart, then may um, you know it may become it may generate symptom physical body pain like the earth changes actually, um, which then offers yet another form of catalyst for the individual and collective humanity um, to find its best way. To, to develop its the qualities of mind uh, individually and in relationship and society that bring happiness to all. <laughs> but humanity doesn't seem to be able to think that well to that point. 65.17, I really do want to end the session in the second hour here. Don says, Then we deal with an entity that has not yet formed a social memory, but is yet an entity just as one of us can be called a single entity, he means collective humanity, can we continue this observation of the conglomerate entity through the galactic entity 
or shall I say, small planetary system type of... Can I look at a single sun in its planetary system as an entity, and then look at a major galaxy with billions of stars as an entity? Can I continue this extrapolation in this way? And that's really true. Um, the, the whole gal Each galaxy can be seen as a being. Each star system can be seen as a being. Each planet can be seen as a being. Collective humanity can be seen as one being. Ross said, you can continue this extrapolation. You can, but not within the framework of third density space-time. Let us attempt to speak upon this interesting subject. This is Ross' answer 6517. In your space-time, you and your peoples are the parents of that which is in the womb. The earth, as you call it, is ready to be born, and the delivery is not going smoothly. When this entity has become born, it will be instinct with the social memory complex of its parents, which have become fourth density positive. In this density, there is a broader view. You may begin to see your relationship to the Logos, or Sun, with which you are most intimately associated. This is not the relationship of parent to child, but of creator, that is Logos, to creator, that is the mind-body-spirit complex, as Logos. When this realization occurs, you may then widen the field of eye-shot, if you will, infinitely recognizing parts of the Logos throughout the one infinite creation and feeling with the roots of mind informing the intuition, the parents aiding their planets in evolution in reaches vast and unknown in the creation, for this process occurs many, many times in the evolution of the creation as a whole. This is the big view. So, in terms of um, collective humanity and planet Earth, Ra's saying that we may consider ourselves parents of the Earth in the womb, ready to be born, or the fourth density Earth, ready to be born. Um, the Earth's activation of its fourth density body, or stabilization of the true color green field, the harvest completion, the new heaven and new earth, the kingdom of heaven on earth, uh, the new heavens and new earth that Yeshua talked about, this can be thought of as a birth, birth of the new earth, uh, where humanity in certain way is shepherding that or, or you know, is, is the parent that lead, you know, that helps the planet do that. I mean, to me, I, I don't see humanity as uh, parents of anything, but... <laughs> Humanity is a screw-up to me, frankly, but Ross' perspective is bigger than mine. Ross said, the entity will be born, it'll be, have an instinct of the social memory complex of its parents, of its parents which have become 4D positive. So it's actually, the Earth will um, carry on certain qualities um, associated with the graduation of those who inherit the Earth. But Earth will also have to work through some of the dynamics of um, the distortions of the collective um, humanity, uh, hu human creation or human experience in the 3D cycle. And I think that's why in Howard Storm's near-death experience and vision of the future, what he saw was that uh, most, you know, he saw humanity living in small communities where their first um, priority was taking good care of their children. Um awakened uh, parenting <laughs> love light <laughs> spiritual holistic holy uh, sacred parenting not easy to do in a world like this and ultimately can be seen as one of the critical core 
problems that have led humanity to be the way it is today. But um, in fourth density, there's a broader view for sure. So anyway, um, we can see our relationship then to the logo. So so humanity to planet is a little like parents to child from Ra's view. Humanity to the sun or the logos, solar logos, sublogos, is actually creator to creator. And actually, as one gets to higher self and beyond, um, the, the the reality that um, presence, uh, true identity, <laughs> the, the presence of sen- the, the the sentient presence, this sentient presence, which is the true self or true nature, mm, true identity true nature, true identity as sentient presence is the Logos. The seven-dimensional body-mind-spirit being as totality complex is a vehicle of the solar Logos. You know, who is speaking here? True man without rank is who? It's the Logos. And so Logos to Logos is, uh, like Nityananda said, uh, Atman becoming one with Paramatman. Jivatman or Atman becomes one with Paramatman meaning the sub-logos, the sub-sub-logos becomes one with the solar logos. And that's um, not going to be known unless you really um, have a sense of um, um, internalization of, of Atman, or knowing knowing uh, true nature as Atman. Anyway, <laughs> um, one may recognize parts of the logos or infinite infinity of the logos or the galaxy and the galaxies the one infinite creation and realize that um, groups on those planets are aiding their planets in planetary evolution it occurs countless times throughout all creation or all the galaxies Um, the roots of mind informing intuition that's called subjective knowing and there's no proof (laughs) <laughs> so forget about proof, and if you want proof, uh, you're in the wrong room. So the roots of mind informing intuition. That's a critical phrase to consider um, spiritual knowing. But <laughs> uh, analysis and um, reason and logic and um, clear thinking is necessary to be sure that <laughs> indeed what I think I know um, has some truth to it. Um but um, the universe as a process of um, beings and groups helping their planets and the true nature of those beings ultimately being the Logos. The Logos manifesting in the form of seven-dimensional beings living on planets, apparently evolving in time and space, assisting the apparent evolution in time and space of the planets in the creation of the one life. 6518, actually the whole 6518 about wanderers, Don said, does this make any sense? And Ross said, no. And um, I'm not even going to read it. You can if you like, because uh, he really asks it more clearly in 6519 and says, thank you, just what... The forgetting process was puzzling me because you said that the fourth density activated people who were here, who had been harvestable, did not have the same forgetting problem. Could you tell me why the wanderer loses his memory? (laughs) 
And if he's not careful, he loses his mind. Ra says, I am Ra. The reason is twofold. First, the genetic properties of the connection between the mind-body-spirit complex and the cellular structure of the body is different for third density than for third-fourth density, meaning the double-bodied wanderer. Secondly, the free will of third density entities must be or needs be preserved. Thus, wanderers volunteer for third density genetic or DNA connections to the mind body spirit complex. The forgetting process can be penetrated to the extent of the wanderer remembering what it is and why it is upon the planetary sphere. However, it would be an infringement if wanderers penetrated the forgetting so far as to activate the more dense bodies and thus be able to live, shall we say, in a godlike manner. This would not be proper for those who have chosen to serve. The new fourth density entities, meaning double body, this is back to the double body people. The new fourth density entities, which are becoming able to demonstrate various newer abilities, are doing so as a result of the present experience, not as a result of memory. There are always a few exceptions, and we ask your forgiveness for constant barrages of overgeneralization. Seems pretty specific to me. Why do wanderers lose their memory? Or, uh, uh, you know, forget where they're from and um, why they're here, basically. Forget that they're wanderers and where they're from and why they're here, which is normal. Twofold. One is simply um, the hookup with the 3D space-time body. The genetic properties of the connection or the genetic properties of uh, 3D bodies. Uh, the genetic hookup between the seven-dimensional mind-body-spirit complex and the cellular structure of the 3D physical space-time body is different for third density than it is for the double-bodied wanderers, meaning they do have a little different DNA situation. Oh, oh. Then, also, the basic reason actually is to preserve the free will of everybody else, the 98% who are not wanderers. I think that's what Ra means. Wanderers volunteer, all of them, for third-density 3D genetic or DNA connections to the mind-body-spirit complex, meaning the seven-dimensional self of mind-body-spirit complex, the seven-dimensional vehicle, is voluntarily hooked into a 3D space-time body with particular genetic and DNA connections which lead to the veil in mind and the forgetting. Um, the normal forgetting can be penetrated. So what's for penetrating that? Well, your wanderer remembers what it is and why it is here. But uh, it's an infringement if the penetrating, if the forgetting is penetrated naturally uh, to lead to activation of the higher bodies, higher, more dense, uh, higher dimensional body is more dense and dense in energy. And uh, so the, the penetrating, the forgetting doesn't lead to um, you know, being a, a magic magician and a siddha and um, doing miracles uh, day by day, that can be done with the training, but that's not what penetrating the forgetting is all about. And it's not proper um, for those who are here to help to exalt themselves above others, <laughs> you know, and, and be served uh, like a god, of course. So, obviously, that's not what this is, not what we're here for. Anyway, and finally, the 4D double-bodied wanderers are here, are able to do um, paranormal activity, some of them, um, because of uh, their development of consciousness and energy, not because they're remembering something. Finally, a couple of questions about initiation. Um, 
Don says, 6520, I don't know if this question is related to what I'm trying to get at or not, but I'll ask it and see what, blah, blah, blah. You mentioned in speaking of the pyramids that the resonating chamber below was used so that the adept could meet the self. Could you explain what you mean by that? The first part of the answer in 216520 by Ra is um, in brackets, but anyway, I don't know why. Brackets, one meets the self in the center or deeps of the being. The so-called resonating chamber may be likened unto the symbology of the burial and resurrection of the body, wherein the entity dies to self, and through this confrontation of apparent loss and realization of essential gain is transmuted into a new and risen being. Um, that's really great. And um, linked to 21, 21, Don made the analogy of this apparent death being the being um, like losing the desires that are the illusory common desires of third density and gaining the desires of total service to others. He's just uh, following Ra too closely. You know, the adept doesn't think, I want total service to others. The Buddha doesn't think, I'm sitting under this bow tree to get awakening so that I can be of total service to others. It's not like that at all. <laughs> the entity seeks liberation. <laughs> the entity feels angst. <laughs> the reason for seeking moksha is to is to get out of dukkha. <laughs> dukkha and avidya drive the longing for moksha. Of course, not the desire for total service to other, because um, one is aware of one's deep pain, dukkha, and one's continual profound ignorance, uh, avidya, and and to be free of that pain and that confusion, one seeks liberation, moksha. Of course, so that's ultimately why one goes through the death-rebirth. Anyway, 6521 Ra answered, you are perceptive. This was the purpose and intent of this chamber, the resonating chamber, as well as forming a necessary portion of the king's chamber position's effectiveness. So we're talking about death and rebirth. The resonating chamber under the pyramid, not the king's or the queen's, but under, uh, a place for death and rebirth, burial under the ground, literally, temporarily, resurrection of the body it was aligned to i think the sun the summer solstice or some sunrise position uh the the um, corridor from that channel up to the to the ground level was aligned with a sun solar position on some day death and rebirth resurrection dying to the old self being reborn in a new way this is a confrontation it's basically you know like solitary confinement <laughs> but from a spiritual perspective it's like a long retreat. It's like being alone. It's like doing meditation. Dark night of the soul. There's apparent loss. There's experienced loss. It's very painful. And realization of essential gain. Like apparent distortions and total perfection. Um, Ra talked about that as um, adept practice or meditation. Aware of one's apparent distortions. Yeah. And total perfection. Both. Thus, in the death rebirth, in the resonating chamber, but any death and rebirth or dark night of soul experience in which one really um, arises transformed or transmuted, there is the experience of profound loss and pain, but it's apparent loss, and there's ultimately um, an essential gain or transformation. What's essentially gained or what's gained that is essential is transmutation of consciousness and energy, is energy consciousness. Um, experiential transmutation 
a new becoming a new and risen being, just like uh, you know Yeshua and the Christ story, and that was also a portion of the effectiveness in the king's chamber, which was used for healing, uh, as far as I remember, <laughs> and um, healing also is a death and rebirth. Um, healing crisis leads to um, a new uh, way of functioning. After the shattering armor comes um, reformation, the reformation, uh, the Renaissance and um, the, the resurrection, the um, re-arising into um, a new condition of consciousness and energy for the mind-body-spirit complex or personal life. 6522, um, Don says, Can you tell me what this chamber, I think it's the resonating chamber, did to the entity to create this awareness in him? You see, it doesn't do that, you know? The place doesn't make mind. Catalyst doesn't make mind. Mind is made by decision. Mind is made by the self. The self makes the self. The catalyst is an influence. Experience is made by mind. Catalyst provides the influence. The chamber doesn't create the awareness in him, but it facilitates it for one who seeks it. Ra said, 6522, This chamber, resonating chamber, worked upon the mind and the body. The mind was affected by sensory deprivation and the archetypical reactions to being buried alive with no possibility of extricating the self. The body was affected both by the mind configuration, <laughs> indeed, and by the electrical and piezo-piezoelectrical properties of the materials which are used in the construction of the resonating chamber. So they know what they're doing, right? They make it out of a particular kind of stone. This will be the last full query of the working. May we ask if there are any brief queries at this time? Um... And then goes to the last 6523. So about the resonating chamber, it worked on mind and body, not necessarily spirit. Um, mind was affected by sensory deprivation, which was the catalyst. Um, and the death rebirth would have been a result of, uh, or was the awareness that was uh, desired, the transmutation or transformation of consciousness by... Um, willingness to go through that death um, with um, um, renewed um, renewed embrace of true self knowing that even if this body dies I am and um, let this body die and let this mind die the mind of grasping and the body that you know who clings to um, wishing to survive and and not um, you know expire. So there's the willingness to die um, in body mind, so that may one may be reborn, but it's um, the death of the attachment to body or the the core survival level, deepest level attachments to body survival and body identification and mind survival and mind identification the demonstration I am not this body I am not this mind because I am willing to let them die if the body dies so be it and if the mind goes without thought and um, surrenders to non-grasping so be it I surrender the body I surrender the mind because I am I know I am this type of awareness.
buried alive with no possibility of extricating the self. And we can see that uh, limiting catalyst and harsh catalyst and difficult life circumstance that we can't escape from is similar to uh, buried alive with no possibility of extricating oneself, meaning uh, I'm stuck and I just got to take it and that's the end of that and I'll do my best and the wheel of uh, fate will turn and someday, you know, I shall be free. But um, I'll do my best. I cannot leave the situation or my post of duty or my uh, obligations to these people or my responsibility. I accept my responsibility because I, it, 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 there's no escape. I'd like to, but it doesn't seem possible. So therefore, I'll do my best. Um, that too um, leads to surrendering attachment, which is a kind of mini-death, a death of clinging to certain patterns of mind or certain attitudes. So anyway, death and rebirth is a crucial um, a crucial theme and experience along the spiritual path. And I could do talk for a whole hour on that, but we're at the end of this one. So 6523, Don asks the final question, is there anything that we can do to make the instrument more comfortable or improve the contact? And Ra says, I am Ra. We feel that the instrument is well supported and that all is well. We caution each regarding this instrument's distortions towards pain, for it dislikes sharing these expressions but as support group, this instrument subconsciously accepts each entity's aid. All is in alignment. You are conscientious. We thank you for this. I am Ra. I leave you, my friends, rejoicing in the love and the light of the one infinite creator. Go forth, therefore, glorying in the power and in the peace of the one infinite creator. Adonai. And that closes session 65. Next week, session 66. Um is long, 635 exchanges, and um, a lot of personal material also. Things were getting kind of rough. Um, actually, the first half has some personal material. And then after that, um, we get more back to pyramid and healing, uh, more about wanderers, it's interesting, Don had a lot of questions about healing. Um, and so we have a lot more about healing, <laughs> mainly, in next session. And back to pyramids. Hard to get away, I guess. He liked pyramids. So harvest, healing, pyramids, and a little bit about catalyst, which is very important discussion. So it'll take several hours to go through session 66. Thank you here. Thank you for being here. Um, I wish you all well. Take good care and good night.